You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. We're back on The Pipeline Show. We're going to uh, uh, do something special again this week. Last week we had a guest on, a, a player agent. Uh, he's based in Edmonton. This week we're uh, going to chat with somebody who's south of the border. A little bit different environment. So we're going to speak with Colby Drost, who uh, runs Paragon Sports Consulting. Uh, Colby, welcome to The Pipeline Show. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. It's a real privilege and obviously have a great show there, so it's exciting to uh, chat with you for a couple minutes. Well, thanks. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, let's get to uh, get to know what your business is all about and and, uh, and maybe some of your background. Maybe we'll start there. Uh, you yourself were a player. Correct me if I'm wrong. Were you a goalie? Yeah, I was a goaltender. I, I played uh, AAA coming up through the, through the, the rankings there, and then I Played junior uh, B in the Metropolitan Junior High League when it was actually still kind of a relevant thing uh, back in the day. And then uh, I went to prep school, and I went on to play in the Eastern Junior High League, which was a pretty good league back then. Um, obviously, it's it's changed a lot and has different names and all that stuff now. Now it's known as the NCDC um, out east. And then I went on to play in Niagara and then uh, the University of New England. And uh, was a goaltender, obviously, and, and uh, had a pretty good experience. Was able to build a lot of friendships and contacts obviously a lot of coaches that I played against or for now or colleagues um, and then I entered kind of the college realm and I got a job out of uh, a school at Skidmore College in Saratoga Springs New York and I was uh, trying to hunt down a job really bad I wanted to recruit scout you know be on a staff so uh, Rob Hutchison there hired me as, as an assistant uh, obviously didn't pay very much and I just was like, I, you know, I was willing to drive anywhere and recruited 13 student athletes there. Mm-hmm. And the next year, those, that class helped the uh, program to its second ever national ranking. So, so that was a, that was a, a, a great feather in my cap and obviously being a small part of that as the players uh, performed and had a lot of success. And then, uh, in between that and Dubuque, like for five years, I, I was a recruiting director for a midget program called Skipjacks Hockey. Um, two brothers, Jason, Jared Kurz, and they had me just kind of hunt players all over the country. And I went on and recruited 22 players that committed while playing for their midget program. So not like alumni or anything like that, but I mean, the uh, most notable would be Patrick Giles, uh, from the National Team Development Program, um, who uh, is at Boston College now. So they have a nice little program there. And, uh, obviously that all transpired into the opportunity at the Buke, where I was the last four years, uh, kind of, uh, was given a great opportunity by Kelly Larson, the general manager, um, originally Jason Lammers, and then Oliver David, who's now the head coach, um, kind of gave me reign to kind of go and scour North America and uh, recruit and, and scout some great players. Obviously, uh, Dubuque, we've had a lot of great guys the last three years, everything from Matias Michelli to the Jacksons wins to recruiting guys like Michael Benning, Carter Savoy. So, so I've been really lucky and fortunate. It's been a great experience. Uh, obviously, a lot of learning in between all that. Well, you you mentioned that right at the end there. You mentioned a couple of guys who are from the Edmonton area. Maybe we'll get to them in a second. But uh, now you've gone from Dubuque and, and branched out on your own to to create Paragon Sports Consulting. Uh, how's that transition been going from working for a team and, and being in a position where you're talking to advisors to now being the advisor yourself? Yeah, I think it gives me a real unique perspective. Like I'm, I'm in it really because I want to help kids. Um, I think there's first, let me say a lot of great people in hockey, but obviously there's just so much today in North America, United States, Canada. You can get confusing. And I think a lot of parents, um, you know, they want what's best for their kids, but at the end of the day, they can research and they just don't know. So I think I bring again a, a different kind of perspective. Like I've worked, you know, a lot of guys have worked in the NHL and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, I've worked in USHL, college, midgets. You know, I, I, I've dealt with prep schools. I went to boarding school myself. Um, I've obviously traveled to like the BCHL, Alberta Junior High League. I've seen these leagues. I've made great contacts, you know, even everything out, out your way to CSSHL midgets and um, all the way east to, you know, split season midget hockey programs. So I think, again, I bring a lot of knowledge. I, I think it's an information driven uh, age as far as providing parents and players like, hey, here's all the everything laid out and letting them kind of have uh, as much information as possible with a professional opinion and then, you know, letting them decide what's best for them because each player is just, you know, very different uh, depending on just things off the ice, on the ice. So, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna, it's, it's a great experience. I mean, obviously I know it's built a good network with colleges and whatnot and USHL teams and NA and, and everything in between. Um, and it's just, like I said, I, I think I have a good relationship with most people as far as understanding how they operate. So I'm excited and um, there's been a real good reception as far as with, with uh, parents and families, and, and I'm uh, excited to see what happens here. Colby Drost from uh, Paragon Sports Consulting, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, now, uh, Paragon is is fairly new, so I, I don't I don't know if you have a a big stable of uh, players already that you're you're looking after. But when you talk to players or you talk to parents, what are what are some of the the most frequent questions you get asked? Yeah, I think uh, the most frequent question is like parents just have a an end point um they say hey my son wants to play in the ushl hey he wants to play division one but i really look at the roadmap um like i said every kid is different um i mean we see it even with very high-end kids you know just as rest this recent ushl draft i mean kids decide to go to the bchl for their own um opinions on, on, on their development or, or or their experience or whatnot so you know you know, to say that you, there's a, there's a stop point for every kid, you don't know. But I think what you do now until you get to college is extremely important. So I kind of lay out a roadmap. I think parents then stop asking as many questions. I think at the end of the day, they want their son to play Division One and play pro. And obviously that's, that is the goal. But I think if you're doing everything between now and that ultimate goal and you're putting the player on a, uh, a path for success so they can reach 110% of their potential, uh, I think that's the most important thing. And, you know, I mean, we could sit on this call for an hour talking about, I mean, 24 hours really about all the different paths. I think people don't realize even in the USHL itself, never mind the NHL, I mean, some of the best players that come into USHL play U16, play U18, then go to the NA, then get drafted to USHL. Um, and then obviously you have super high end players at their age right now at 16 that enter the league and have success. So every kid's different. Um, I mean, we even see kids that don't make it to USHL until they're 20 year olds. So, um, it's just kind of what's best for your son. And I think laying that out as far as all the different paths and opportunities and, and maybe there's things off the ice like academics and off ice strength and conditioning that might have a little more benefit to the player as compared to a different program or, or level. Um, and I think that's all stuff that just needs to be um, directed to parents so they can understand it's not just as simple as A to B. It's, it's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, everything in between, you know, so. Now you're based in the Chicago area, uh, so most I'm assuming most of the players that you'll be talking to at to this point will be from that area as well. Or am I incorrect in that? Yeah, I mean I'm going to be uh, branching out to all over North America. Um, obviously, uh, the last four years I've watched over 400 games a year, so I know the player pool extremely well. Uh, I think if you ask anyone, they'll say I pride myself on recruiting and scouting. So. I'm looking to, to kind of be all over the place. Um, I enjoy that. I enjoy meeting new players, new families, um, you know, providing them what I have to offer to be a small part of their careers and hopefully success down the road. But yeah, I'm looking forward to, 
uh, like I said, I'm from New Jersey, so I know the whole eastern uh, part of the United States. Um, obviously, I recruited a lot of kids from Alaska and California for other, you know, uh, things on my resume. And, uh, you know, when I, for example, when I recruited uh, Michael Benning and Carter Savoy, uh, initial recruitment, um, I lived in Alberta for two weeks, uh, two years ago. Uh, and I was actually there for one of those, like, worst snowstorms I've ever had. So I built, uh, over those two weeks, some good contacts with midgets and the Alberta League. And obviously, uh, I kind of covered the BCHL as well. So I'm kind of just looking to branch out everywhere. I don't think you could be an expert everywhere. But I think, uh, you know, if you do things the right way, you'll have success. So Now, you've mentioned Michael Benning and Carter Savoy a couple of times. So we'll get to them now, I suppose. Uh, both of those players, sure. last I heard, they're staying at Sherwood Park playing with the Crusaders before they go on to college, uh, unless you know something I don't. Yeah, I think it's just year to year and every, you know, and, and it's between them and Denver as far as, uh, what their path is going to be. But obviously I know Dubuque's hopeful they'll play a year before college. Um, like I said, I think it's just to be seen as far as what Denver and what they decide best for themselves. But obviously tremendous players, both great kids. Uh, I remember meeting Michael. Uh, when I was out there and he, he had a huge smile on his face and just, uh, you could tell he loved playing the game and he's obviously a, a elite talent. So, um, it'll be exciting to see them, whether they do play in Dubuque or go right on to Denver. But, um, I know Dubuque is, is, uh, just kind of, you know, it's between, uh, the players in Denver and what's best for them. So. All right. Um, now, uh, when I've talked to, I, I listen, I, I try to be as unbiased as I possibly can. I'm in WHL territory uh, in the Canadian Hockey League, obviously the Alberta Junior Hockey League, really big here as well, but I know that the college route is not for everybody. I know the major junior route is not for everybody. When you talk to players and uh, and their families, um, I, I'm sure you see that as well, that you might be talking to a player who's you know he's not a student and going to uh, the NCAA, probably not the right path for him. Do you direct players uh, depending on what you see as well, or do you leave it completely up to the parents and the family? Yeah, no, I think it stems back to information and each player, right? Um, I think showing kids data and information on why this path might be better for them, right? Uh, as far as if it's NCAA, because it gives them extra years to develop, and that means playing in the USHL. And I mean, we even see NHL draft picks that get drafted and play a year in the USHL again before going to college, right? So, and, and then you also have kids that go right from college into, I'm sorry, right from prep school right into college. So, like I said, every kid's different. Same thing with major junior. I mean, you have kids in Canada, their minds are set on that's what they want to do, right? Because they grow up and that's what they know. And it's, that's that's their, you know, Denver, Boston College. That's, that's what they want. Um, but I think, you know, kids in Canada, like, again, if they're given information and see what the benefits are, um, you know, for some kids, it, it would be a better path to go to college. Um, obviously, those extremely high-end players, elite talents, you know, major junior is, is, is a great route for them, right? So I think, again, it just goes back to, the player, the person, um, you know, what are they looking for out of the game as far as, uh, you know, and where they're at as far as their, their development curve, right? So uh, if they're, you know, looking like they're on that later development path, I mean, you could argue like, hey, you know, playing in the USHL and maybe you get drafted in the NHL and then you get three years of college. I mean, you, you can't get those extra years, um, you know, out of major, major junior. So uh, I think that's really just comes back to the kid and each kid's different and what's best for them so. how, how much is known south of the border about the scholastic packages that are offered by the uh, the canadian hockey league and that you could get four or five years of free education uh, uh, after your major junior career is done yeah i think players that are serious about the opportunity are, are gonna you know educate themselves on that um and and, and they're gonna know i think you know if we took a survey of usa hockey and kids play triple a 
never mind all the other leagues. Uh, I, I bet a lot of parents don't really know. But uh, at the end of the day, if you're considering that or have that opportunity to potentially play major junior, right? Like, you know, we're not even talking about the NHL, but, you know, it's, it's a very uh, great opportunity and privilege to be given to play in that level that high. Um, I think those parents are, you know, hopefully they're working with an advisory agent that's, that's providing them that, again, information on what is being laid out for them as far as uh, their package and, you know, what they'll be getting if they sign and play for that program uh, organization. But uh, I think, the, like I said, the players that are, are interested in that path are, are hopefully educating themselves on all that and understand that, and they have a great advisor agent that's making sure they're, they're well-informed on that. So and it would, I think as a general, back to your question, though, as a general body of, of uh, people, I, I would say, you know, more more people uh, do not know about the the package details, right? Because yeah. why would they if, if they're not uh, being drafted or, or or being recruited? All right. Um, now, when it comes to the the leagues, the feeder leagues for the NCAA, and that would be the USHL and the NAHL and, and the ten uh, junior leagues across Canada, like the BCHL, the AJ, and and those further out east. What's the biggest difference between them uh, as when you're comparing them and not just the quality of them, but opportunities for players? Uh, why would you direct one guy to one league and, and another guy to a different league? Yeah, I think, you know, to start with kind of like the, the second tier leagues, if you want to call them that, like the North American Hockey League tends to be older. I think the last time I pulled up ages in the league, it was around, you know, higher 19s, 20s. Um, it's a heavy league. It's a little slower. Um, obviously still tons of division one commitments coming out of it, uh, tons of division three commitments coming out of it. Um, I think it's a great league. It's a great stepping stone for a lot of guys. Uh, you know, I think that's the difference. It's very heavy and hard. Uh, and it's, it's kind of a man's game. Um, BCHL, from my experience, um, obviously a lot of great teams there, you know, Penticton's and Chilliwack's and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, very offensive, uh, a little bit open, um, good skating, skilled players, a lot of plays made. Um, again, very high level, uh, different, right? So now we're talking about the two leagues and their differences and what kind of style as far as, you know, my opinion, maybe someone else is a different one. And the USHL, I mean, the great thing about the league is obviously there's a lot of elite talent in it. Um, and it's, every team is built differently. I mean, you have teams that like to have prep school guys that are more skilled and skate and make, you know, really a lot of plays. And, you know, you have teams that pride themselves on development and are younger and have you know, very high-end skilled players that can skate. And then you have teams that like to build themselves older and have their top six and bottom six. And, you know, everyone has different opinions on defense and goalies. And at the end of the day, it's just such a great league. I mean, if you look at the NHL draft, I mean, it's got a ton of players getting drafted. You have the national team in there. Um, it's, it's, it's a very well-rounded league as far as you can kind of find everything in it, um, especially at college. You know, they can go there, obviously, 99%, 100%, basically. Everyone's getting committed out of it. Um, with the NHL draft on it. So I think, again, it's, it is the best league, but like I said, it's not for everyone. Like, I mean, you see a lot of kids that come out of BCHL and NA and go on and have great college careers and end up playing in the NHL, right? So at the end of the day, it just comes back to like we've been talking about what's best for the player. All right. Uh, Colby, anything else that we, uh, should let people know about, about, uh, either about what you do or about, uh, Paragon? No, I, I think if anyone's interested or, you know, looking for information or have questions and just want to pick someone's brain, like feel free to visit my site at uh, paragonsportsconsulting.com. Again, Colby Jarosz, uh be happy to answer any questions and provide uh, information. I think the parents out there, I think the biggest thing you can do is, is information, like get all sides of the coin. Everyone sometimes has angles and you just want to know 
what's real and what's not. So you can just put your son in the best situation situation for success. Um, but besides that, I appreciate you having me on and, uh, I'll be listening and, and, uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's a great show. So thanks, Colby. I appreciate your time. Good luck. Thanks. Take care. Bye. It's Colby Drost from Paragon Sports Consulting. I appreciate his time on the show, and uh, you can let me know what you thought of what he had to say. One of the things that he said during the interview, and I, I tried to circle back and, and ask him about it, was the uh, at one point when we were talking about um, CHL and USHL and, and uh, moving forward, and he said that was one of the things he liked about the USHL was you could play junior hockey, and then after that you have three or four years of college hockey, and you can't get that from uh, playing in, in major junior which is wrong, and that's why I asked him, uh, right, I followed that question up with, you know, how much is known about the, the CHL scholarship package south of the board? Because uh, for those that do know, you can play four, even five years uh, in the WHL, for instance, and then have those same amount of years uh, transferred over to U Sports. So, I mean, a player could play five years in the Western Hockey League and then five years of uh, CIS or U Sport hockey, which is university hockey, and have your education covered while you're doing so. That's 10 years of developmental hockey, uh, and then sign a pro contract uh, after that, as a number of players have done. Here's just a, a list of University of Alberta players this summer who have signed to play pro hockey uh, now. Luke Philp signs with the Calgary Flames. Stefan Legault signed in the ECHL with the South Carolina Stingrays. Zach Sachenko signed by the San Jose Sharks. He's a goaltender, played for the Moose Jaw Warriors. A defenseman Graham Craig signs with the Manitoba Moose. Those are both AHL deals. San Jose, uh, Sachenko and uh, Craig signing AHL deals. And uh, both Jason Fram and Brandon McGee are off to the KHL. They're uh, going to play in the uh, with the China, the team from uh, China, in the Kunlun Red Star organization. So, so f- as an example, Brandon McGee, who uh, played in the WHL with the uh, Victoria Royals, he played five full seasons in the Western Hockey League, starting with the Chilliwack Bruins in their last year before moving to Victoria, then four years in Victoria. So he had five years' worth of uh, free education uh, playing for the U of A Golden Bears, of which he only used two, but that's a personal choice. But there's seven years of developmental hockey uh, before he turned pro. Luke Philp, who was a uh, highly sought-after commodity here after his uh, third season with the U of A Golden Bears, he played four full years in the uh, Western Hockey League. In fact, played parts of five. So he had five years of uh, paid-for scholarships, tuition, and books to, to go to the University of Alberta. He played three seasons with the U of A, so he has eight years under his belt uh, playing developmental hockey in Canada, thanks to the um, CHL scholarship package. Graham Craig, longtime member of the Swift Current Broncos and the Sask- Saskatoon Blades, five years in the Western Hockey League. Then took advantage of the uh, the window of opportunity to play a year of pro before uh, cashing in on his scholastic package. Three years at the University of Alberta. So eight years of developmental hockey. And now he has uh, gone to sign on with the uh, Manitoba Moose. That's the Winnipeg Jets farm team. So I think it's important to note that, yeah, I think most players would play two or three years in the USHL and then two or three years, or maybe four years, a full four years, of NCAA hockey, uh, either Division One or Division Three, but technically speaking, you could play more developmental hockey by going the major junior route and then taking advantage of your scholastic package uh, when your junior eligibility is up. Something to think about uh, for players on both sides of the border. 
All right, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Thanks to the three guests that you heard from uh, today. Gilles Corteau, the commissioner of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, Bill Chow, the president of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And uh, Colby Dros there from uh, Paragon Sports Consulting. Uh, next week on the show, hope to continue the Ask the Commission a theme that we've got going here in uh, July. And uh, maybe we'll have another guest or two as well. All of that coming up uh, next week. Thanks to everybody who has signed up to be a patron at patreon.com slash the pipeline show the two ask the commission segments that you heard uh, today have been uh, up on the patreon site for the last three days so uh, patrons have actually heard those interviews uh, well in advance of the release of this week's episode if you want to have uh, early access to go to patreon.com slash the pipeline show see if it's the right fit for you moving forward I mentioned earlier in the show there are, after this one, three more shows to go in Season 14 before I take one week off the first week of August uh, for a uh, family vacation. When I come back, it'll be the start of Season 15 on the Pipeline Show. Until next week's episode, everybody, get out, enjoy some summer. We'll talk to you next week here on the Pipeline Show. My name is Guy Flaming. See ya.